This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to the Therapist Rising podcast, where we share real, raw, and behind-the-scenes stories and lessons from therapists who are thinking outside the traditional clinical box and choosing to do things differently in their careers. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Kelly, and I myself have made the journey from a very experienced but super burnt out and unhappy clinical psychologist turned successful entrepreneur who now runs a business she loves, is thriving financially, and working and living life on her own terms. Join me and be inspired as we speak to other therapists who too are broadening their horizons and experiencing more abundance, joy, and fulfillment than ever before. Together, we will laugh, soak up priceless wisdom, and take actionable steps to help you transition from clinical practice to non-clinical offers and diversify and amplify your income, all the while honing your well-being and having work-life balance. If you're ready to be inspired and take action towards your dreams, then you are in the right place. This is the Therapist Rising Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Therapist Rising podcast. I am Dr. Haley Kelly, and I am the host of yet another solo episode. Huzzah! I am back after some very, very kind and positive feedback from you guys, you amazing, incredible listeners. You have given me permission and the confidence to come back and do another solo episode. So, thank you, guys. I do have a huge request from you guys. I would love it if and extend an invitation to you. If you are loving our content, if you're loving this podcast, and I know that you guys do because we're getting so many downloads each and every week um, that I know you guys must be really interested in this stuff. But what would be really valuable for us is to get some really solid feedback and reviews from you guys. I would love it if you can go to the platform of your choice and leave us a review and a rating. It helps us to make sure that we get in front of as many therapists as we can with this really valuable and incredible information. We're here to change an industry and, you know, the small act of you taking a couple of moments of time to review and leave us a rating allows us to do that. So I would be so delighted if you guys would be kind enough to leave us a a rating and a review. So in today's podcast, you are going to hear me rant and rave about all things niching. I'll try not to rant and rave, but let's face it, I do that. So strap in, hold on to your socks. You also have to excuse my very husky voice. I have been quite unwell. And uh, this deeper, more sensual voice is a result of a recent illness. So as much as I'd love to say it's hanging around, I hope that it doesn't. And I will be back fighting fit in our next recording. So the reason why we're speaking about niching today, I think this is actually a really no-brainer, logical next step from where we were in our last solar episode, which was all about our ability to use prospection, to look into the future, 
to cast our mind and I guess evaluate all of the possibilities that we have available to us in the future. Like, what do I want? What do I want this to look like? How do I want my life to look? We have this ability to create a vision of our future, which we should be using to reverse engineer our goals and our focuses for today. So what we are doing today, if we are using our ability to use prospection wisely, um, we should be casting our vision, reverse engineering, and literally taking steps today that are in alignment with that longer-term vision. For most of us, unfortunately, we get stuck in the survival mode of you know day-to-day life no, through no fault of our own other than this is modern-day life. We therefore get stuck in the patterns of behavior that we have always been stuck in, that we have come to know, to know really well, uh, and, you know, better the devil, you know, right, in some ways. But no, even when those things are not helping us, they're not moving our life forward. In fact, they may actually be detracting from the quality of life that we have and detracting from our ability to hit our bigger, longer-term goals. When we don't use prospection to future vision and then work backwards, what we do is we just get stuck doing the things that we've always done and therefore we get more of the same. So I think when we use prospection to create this vision, to tune into our mission and then reverse engineer, if a business is part of that equation for you, if if a business is a vehicle for you to have this impact in the world, then one of the most obvious next steps is, well, what is your niche? And I think this is something that a lot of therapists tend to roll their eyes about. Like they don't really want to talk about niching because it's it's a little bit dry and boring. It also can feel quite uncomfortable because lots of us, and let me know if I'm speaking to you when I use this, but Marie Folio uses this terminology of multi-passionate. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm a multi-passionate therapist. There are lots of things that we enjoy doing. And the idea of niching down or choosing actually scares the bejesus out of us. Oh, do I really have to? I really don't want to let go of all of those other things. So we don't tend to do it and we don't tend to do it very well because it is a skill. Niching is absolutely a skill. But the reason why it's so important and the reason why I think it's such an important place for us to spend some time today is because your dream clients and your niche underpins absolutely everything that you do in business. It underpins everything that you create and everything that you say. It is paramount for you to understand who it is that you're speaking to and why you are creating the things that you're creating. Because without those foundations in place, you are more than likely just like flailing around in the wind and your ability to attract clients and make money, because if you're not making money, you've got a very expensive hobby, it's going to be hit and miss, or it may even be completely unsuccessful. So this is a reason why it's important that we have these conversations around niching. It will help you to do everything better in your business. Maybe not everything, 
but so many things. <laughs> it will definitely help you to grow a successful and sustainable business. And even if you are listening to this today and you've already figured out your niche, I would definitely implore you to come to this episode as an empty cup. So there may be things in this conversation that may be new for you that you haven't heard in this particular way before, or they may trigger bursts of clarity on a level that you haven't experienced before. So I would really implore you to come to this episode as an empty cup. One of the things that I am going to let myself off the hook about, though, this really important caveat is no. I do not know your niche and I will never give you permission or tell you what to do when it comes to your niche. You certainly don't have to niche down. However, it helps immensely in terms of writing copy and communicating more effectively with your audience. And it also gives you a clearer sense of what do I need to create that's going to help make a difference in these people's lives. So what exactly is a niche then? Well, if you went to your trusty dictionary, and if you're as old as I am, I used to have a pocket-sized dictionary that I would carry around. I don't know if I ever used it during school, but I tell you what, I had one. But if you looked up the definition for what is a niche, it basically refers to a group of humans that you want to serve. More specifically, though, a niche is a specialized segment of a market. And that word specialization is really interesting because as therapists, we can get a little bit uncomfortable with that word. If you're from Australia, we are actively discouraged from using it altogether. But it is literally this segment of the market that you position yourself in as having a higher level of skills, education, experience that make you a good person to speak to this particular topic and to these particular people. So whether or not you use that terminology or not, in effect, you are actually positioning yourself as quote unquote an expert in that thing. So I guess the question then becomes, well, how do I decide on my niche? Well, I think it is really important to follow your heart it's important to know what lights you up. But unfortunately, that is not often enough. So I'm going to walk you through, it's one of our top secret ways that I'm now publicly letting all of you guys know about. It's the way that we help our clients to test whether or not they're onto something. So when it comes to a niche, one of the questions that, that, that our clients will always ask us, well, how do I know if I've got a good niche or not? Well, part of knowing it is using our litmus test. So we have a three-part litmus test. And the way that I really like to visualize this is in the shape of a Venn diagram. So if you think about three overlapping circles, and in each of these are the three things, the three litmus tests, components of litmus tests that you can use to determine if or not your niche may or may not be viable, if there's anything in it. So number one, it should definitely be something that you love, something that lights up your soul, because if you don't have a passion for it, how will you show up? And then what are the consequences of showing up like that? So it does definitely have to be something that you love, that you really enjoy doing. 
So that's the first circle, the first part of our Venn diagram. So let's move now to the second circle, the second part of our litmus test, which is that it also should be something that helps people, that it's actually needed. We are all helpers at heart. Most of us want to make a difference in the world. We want to focus on something, on a niche, that there is actually a problem that exists there. There's a need. People have something pressing, a problem that they want to solve because it's pointless picking something that there isn't a need for because no one's going to buy. It doesn't matter how much you love that thing. If there is no need for it, then no one's going to buy. The third part of our litmus test and the third part of our Venn diagram, so now we've got one empty circle left, and the last thing is it should be something that people will pay for. You might have the best idea in the world, but it doesn't matter if no one's willing to pay for it, even if that thing is a problem for them. So even if it's something that you love and it's something that definitely is needed, it's going to help people, They have to be willing to pay for that thing. They have to be willing to pay for that help. And there are some things in the world that people just won't pay for. They will use YouTube. They will go out and find that information themselves. You have to be selling something that is worth something to someone. So a really great example of this is revamping and renovating camper vans. For most people, and this is a huge generalization here, but For a lot of people who want to achieve this goal of renovating a camper van, these people, generally speaking, are nomadic or they're wanting to move into their van to live. Generally speaking, if this is the demographics of these people, then they may not have a lot of expendable or disposable income available to them. So while there is a market there and there's definitely a problem that they want to solve, it's unlikely that they will invest the money in actually having this problem solved. So they would probably rather go and, and you can see this because you can go and look at the views on these YouTube videos, they will go and watch YouTube videos instead. Don't you just hate it when you're in the middle of something and they interrupt with an annoying, irrelevant, pointless ad? Me too. This is not one of those things. I want to ask you to think about for a minute what you want your dream business to look like. And maybe then think about what you want your dream business to feel like to work in. Many therapists and health professionals who are making the move to escape the clinical rat race skip over these questions completely. And it's usually because they're in a hurry to make the money. And while we understand that, we definitely don't suggest it. Why? Well, because everything that you do in your business needs to be informed by what you want your dream business to look and feel like. Otherwise, in five years' time, you run the risk of owning a business that you don't love. And what on earth would be the point of all of that hard work? We know it can feel super boring, but I want you to think about it like this. Think about it like a home. You don't go and buy your curtains before you've actually laid the cement foundations, right? Well, the same goes for your business. If you want a helping hand to tap into your future dream business and get clear on how you want yours to look 
and to feel, because let's face it, you're unique and your business should be too. We have a free gift for you. We have a mini training titled The Therapist Rising Guide to Diversifying Your Clinical Practice and Creating a One-to-Many Offer. It's a video workshop with an accompanying workbook that won't just help you to get clarity on what you want your dream business to look and feel like. We're going to walk you through the six steps that you need to take to create an abundant and successful non-clinical business that you love. Head over to www.therapistrising.com forward slash training to dive in now. And now back to the conversation. So this is that third part here that, yes, it has to be something you love. Yes, it has to be something that helps people, but they also have to be willing to pay for it. And when you can tick the box on each of the, or tick the circle in this case, on each of these three parts of this litmus test, if you can say, yes, this is something that I love. Yes, this is something that's going to help people. And yes, it will be something that people will pay for. Then you know that your niche is probably going to be viable. Hooray. So then how do we take the next step in terms of communicating this to people? And there's a really beautiful and simple way of communicating your niche to the people who need to hear it. So the people that you want to speak to, your niche. And this was created by, well, I know this version was created by Mel Abrahams, who's a lovely, lovely man. And basically it is filling out this particular statement. So you want to break it down into, I help, and you would fill that in with who specifically, do, what do you help them to do, so that, and that's where you insert the result. So I help, do, so that they can, X, Y, and Z. So for us, for example, with Therapist Rising, uh, something that we might say as our niche statement would be that we help aspiring entrepreneurial therapist to create online programs, courses, whatever else that may be there, so that they can earn more, work less. So once you've figured out who your niche is going to be, and of course we're, we're taking like a 30,000 foot view here, there are really important things that you need to understand and be able to describe about your niche. So for example, uh, you need to know like who these people are intimately, like on a really deep level of understanding, not just the general stuff that if you went out and looked at some of the really general advice that's given around niching, um, they talk about things like picture you know, who they are, what gender they are, picture their name, their hair color, what suburb they live in. Do they have kids? What do they wear every day? Like these really broad demographics. What we actually want to get down to and what I believe as therapists, we have the skills to do better than so many other people is understanding them from a psychographics perspective psychographics meaning like what motivates them what are their general thought patterns how do they think feel and believe about the world how do they spend their time what motivates them towards action or inaction what's keeping them up at night 
So really getting into the psyche of our niche and understanding them from a very intimate, deep level. What this allows us to do, more so than just the demographics, that really superficial stuff, is that it helps us to understand what are the problems that they are currently facing and how is it that I am going to, and that I am one of the best people equipped to help them to solve this particular problem. Once we understand that, once we understand our niche from this deep level, we can then move on to creating our niche statement. So one particular way that I really like working on niche statements was actually created by Mel Abraham, who is a really lovely man who breaks our niche statement down into the following concepts or categories, right? So you want to break this down into, I help fill in the blank. To do what? Fill in the blank so that they can fill in the blank. And that's the result. So this first part of this statement, the I help, you want to put here, so if you just write that down on a piece of paper, I help, you are going to fill in that blank with who specifically. And when I use that word specifically, I mean specifically, who is it that you help? And is there a way when you write that down that you can get even more specific about that? The next part of the equation is do. So I help mums of newborn babies. Do. So what is it? What is that problem that they need help with? What is that What is that thing that they are coming to that's keeping them up at night? So maybe it's like meal planning or meal prepping or organizing their house or figuring out a cleaning schedule that works for them. So I help who specifically do what specifically so that what is the result of of having that thing? So if they were able to do the thing that you've just said in that previous sentence, what is the result for them? What does that mean for their life? What does that make available to them? The word that we use is result, but another word for this is transformation. Another way we might think about this from a clinical perspective is like clinical outcomes. Like what are these people coming to us for ultimately? Because they may say something like, I want to feel less depressed, but what do they actually want? What's on the other side of that? What hopes and dreams and unlived life is sitting on the other side of that? So think about what is going to be possible for them if they can get help with that problem that you're going to help them with. Right. And and this is so important because again, as therapists, it's not something that we tend to do very well. We tend to be able to quantify in terms of like a reduction in clinical symptoms. But what does that actually mean for them in in the terms of what would be present for them if these clinic clinical symptoms were reduced? What's that going to what's that going to mean that they can do more of? What's their life going to be like as a result of that? Okay, so on this piece of paper, you should now have this niche statement of I help who specifically do what specifically so that they can what results specifically. This is such a beautiful way of being able to succinctly communicate what it is that you do 
so that people can very quickly understand if that thing is for them. Because we don't want to speak to everyone. We just want to speak to the people who need to hear us, who we're going to create these amazing programs or whatever it's going to be for them. We want them to be able to hear a statement like this and go, oh, my God, that's me. She's speaking exactly to me. That's what we want from a statement like that. After you have created your niche statement, one of the ways that you can then go out and validate, is this going to work? So you've already gone through your litmus test, but then the next step is actually going out and doing a little bit of research. So you can start looking at things like, are there competitors out there? And who are they? What are they selling? What are, what are they doing to combat this particular problem for people? Are there Facebook pages or Facebook groups related to this thing? And you will be surprised the vast array of Facebook groups available out there for the most random left of center things on Facebook. So go and search. Type in some keywords into Facebook and see if there are any groups that pop up. Are there books on Amazon that deal with this particular problem? What about YouTube channels? And how many views do these videos have on the top videos? So is it like there's like a hundred people looking at this stuff? Or is it something like hundreds of thousands of people? Because contrary to what you might believe, more competition is actually a good thing. It proves that there is already a need and money in that market. So it's actually great because someone's already done the hard work and tested out is this market viable? Because if there's competition, the market's viable. Amazing. So that is a really quick snapshot on all things niching. We could have gone much, much deeper. And maybe if you guys are interested in a future episode, we can talk more about how do I understand the pain points and the transformation that people are wanting, desiring, craving, asking for. So if you guys would like a deeper dive into how do I understand my niche? How how is it that I can explore that more? Because of course that then just further informs how you create your products and your services. Let me know, please send me an email. Let me know that that is something that you would like to have an episode on. All right, my friends. So until next time, have fun writing your niche statements. And I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for the Therapist Rising podcast. We publish new episodes every Wednesday. If you're loving this content and it speaks to you, please be sure to head over to subscribe and give us a rating and a review. It would mean the world to us. We will see you next time for the Therapist Rising podcast.